Welcome to But What Do We Know podcast episode 122. I'm Marissa. And I'm Anna. And we're back for another week, another holiday week. We're uh, recording late on this Monday, so we might be in rare form later on. I um, And by late, I mean 7 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I'm usually in my PJs by now. Um... What's up? How are you feeling? Give us the updates. Did you get a house? What's going on? <laughs> nope. No house. Um, mm-hmm. I had my fourth offer rejected, Ugh. which I wasn't like too, you know, hung up on because I wasn't like in love with the house. But so the house, yeah. let me just tell you. So like this house was probably like the smallest house that we've seen. And but it was cute. Like whatever. And it had three bedrooms, right? Two of the bedrooms didn't have closets. Mm. And then the one bedroom that did have a closet did not have the radiator for heat. So you'd have to put like a space heater in there. And it, oh it was one bathroom. And um, it was like on the smaller side of like, like the house. And what they were asking for, I already thought was like too much for what it was. Yeah. And I was like, well, let's see. And, like, the lady bought the house in January, and she's selling it, like, not even a year later because she has to relocate for work. Um, oh. She has to move to Maryland. And so she has to move there by Christmas. So I was like, okay, like, how about – and my realtor um, sold her the house in January, so, she, like, she knows everything, like, about the house and all the details and stuff. So she was able to pull, like, yeah. records for me. I said, okay, so she just bought it in January, and she, like, remodeled, like, it's new floors, new carpets, like, new kitchen. I said, how about we put in the offer at asking price, which I thought was already too much money for what it was. I'll waive all of the inspections. I talked to my broker, and he's like, I can close within 30 days, so it'll be right around Christmas. I put in that offer, and and someone still... Like outbid me, she took a better offer. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! You know what? Take it because that house is not worth more than what no. you're, we're already asking for it. So yeah, fine. it doesn't seem like it was no it was worth it. So I've like resigned to the like mindset like when when the right one comes along, it'll be there. It's fine. Everything's fine. I can't like go nuts over it. Like I can't go broke over it. So we will. No, we'll see. We'll see. It's fine. Yeah, it's when it when it's the right time it'll it'll come to yeah. you. I'm still my one friend. She's like, well, maybe you should like you know take a break from looking. I'm like, well, I'm still gonna look, but I'm not gonna be like yeah dying about it. So we'll just keep an eye out for now. Well, we're all sending you good <laughs> good thoughts and and vibes. Thanks, 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 thanks. But thanks. How about you? What's up with you? Um, well, my car is done. <gasps> yeah, what happened to your car? <laughs> it's it's dead. It's it was the engine. Or the motor. I don't know what the yeah, fuck I the difference know. is. I have no clue. So what are you going to do? So, well, so we were thinking about buying a new car. There's no new cars. But, yeah, well, there's no new cars. <laughs> and the ones that there are are so ridiculously expensive mm-hmm. right now. Yep. That we were like. No, we're not doing this. So we're buying a... We just actually found it today. Well, I say we, but Cliff is picking this all out for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't know. I don't know anything about... I just wanted something I could drive that has four-wheel drive and can fit Andy. Mm-hmm. So we just bought a... We're going to buy a Jeep. Oh, okay. It's a Grand Cherokee. We're just going to get it outright. I'm going to pay off my other car. And then we're going to trade this car in for a new car. That's what I've been seeing a lot of people do. Well, is the Jeep Cherokee that you're buying, is it used? It is. Yeah, because that's what I've been seeing other people doing with the car shortage right now. It's like, I'm just going to buy, like, a used car and then trade it in for, like, a new one when there's stock available. better. Yeah. It's crazy. We went to the, we went to one and it was, like, the lot was empty. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so eerie. So, like, there's a couple of dealerships, like, right next to each other in town, and, like, they're all, like, fucking empty. It's weird. Yeah. But so, you know, we were, we, it's a much better economic decision in the long run. But the, we found a really cute car, like, a really cute Jeep. So, and we're like, if we can get even a, 
even a year out of it, we'd be happy. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So that, we're going to pick that up tomorrow. And then I have to go for my glaucoma test tomorrow. Oh, God. You're falling apart here. I know. This, I, I have been... I have been so stressed. I don't even have one brink of tears because I cried like 25 <laughs> times all about my car. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's a it's lot. It's a rough time for, for all of us, I feel like. And, and then I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. And it just, it's just rough. It's okay. It'll be okay. It'll get better. I know it'll get better. Yeah. It, it ha- I mean, because, like, it has to, right? <laughs> yeah. There's no choice. <laughs> like, it can't. There's oh, I feel like we've been saying this for, no like, choice. two years. <laughs> it ha- it can only go up from here, and it keeps going somewhere else. Oh. Maybe not down, but. Oh, and, like, I feel like we've both been having a rough couple of weeks. Like, nothing yeah. crazy, but, like, I and then I was exposed to COVID, which. <gasps> I re- yeah, remember I texted you? Yeah. <laughs> that, like, pissed me off. So I had to, like, deal with... I mean, I'm fine. Like, I was negative. But, like, that pissed yeah. me off for, like, a whole night. Um, Just everything's been, like, so crazy. <laughs> I... I was all... We were also exposed to yeah. COVID. I think I talked about this last week. Yeah, the, the Friendsgiving for... Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep. What the hell is going on? I'm tired of it. I know. I know. It, And I was actually just watching the news and they said in the United States right now that 60% of the population is vaccinated, which mm-hmm. when we first started the pandemic, that was like a good number to like reach to. But now they're like, yeah, that's not enough. Like we need like 85% of the population, not just adults, the population to be vaccinated and not just vaccinated, like vaccinated and boosted. Yeah, and well, now there's Omicron. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Yeah, it's just it's a hot mess. I don't know what is happening in the stars. Well, especially right now but, in the winter is not a good time for viruses. Like they they love that shit, no. so it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be a rough winter, I think. So yeah, hopefully I have my car tomorrow. I'll be good. So did they just just leave your other car at the dealership? You're just like, just keep it. Um, <laughs> no, we're we're going to keep it. We're going to, like, just hold on to it mm-hmm. until it's paid off and then maybe see if we can, like, get any money for yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't know what the... Like, I know this sounds, like, sexist as fuck, but, like, when it comes to cars and shit, I'm like, I'll do whatever you just please handle this for me. Yeah, I hate dealing with car shit. I'm like, I don't understand. They're going to tell me I'm stupid. Please just do this. My last to Cliff, two obviously. cars that I purchased, I, I mean, I financed them. I had my uncle go in and do all the negotiating for me because I'm such a pushover. I can't, I can't handle too. confrontation like that. I I just don't like it. The whole if they're talking for too long in the back, I get I get anxious. And Cliff's like, calm down. <sighs> they're just they do this every time when you get a car. Like it's been a while since I got a car. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was very anxious, but, like, I know it just, it's a nice thing to have guys do it for you. I'm sorry, it it is. is. Unless you know what you're doing, then great. Exactly. I I know how to use my resources, because if I don't know how to do it, I know who to go to to, that can do it for me. Yep. (laughs) That's all that matters. (laughs) That's all that matters. It's about the people you know. It's all about who you know. Oh, God. So I'm hoping that this... Last week I felt like I was pretty, like, optimistic and then things went to shit. <laughs> so I'm hoping this week I'll be cautiously pessimistic mm-hmm. and maybe things won't go to shit. As someone who is always cautiously pessimistic, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think life is better when you're on the optimistic route because <laughs> it just puts you in a better spirit. But I know. don't take advice from me. Well, I always take it away from you, so. <laughs> um, what about baby? What about, what do we know baby? Oh, uh, baby is 
doing somersaults and ah! kicking and flipping. And it's, I tried, um, like, I don't think other people can really feel it, but sometimes I can see my stomach move when the baby's moving Ooh. around, but yeah. but it's, it's like my body, so I, I can tell. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was trying to get Eric to feel the baby move the other day, and but the baby's not moving all the time. It's like select moments. So we were yeah. sitting on the couch the other night. The baby was moving around a lot. So I went over to Eric. I was like, okay, well, put your put your hand on my belly and we'll see if the baby moves. So I took his hand. I put him on his hand on my belly. And then I'm just like sitting there and the baby stopped moving. <laughs> and I was like, <sighs> Love a little. And Eric's like, maybe, maybe the baby got scared. I was like, forget it. I'm nervous. And the baby did move a little bit. And Eric's like, I think I felt it. I was like, I don't think you did. <laughs> like, yeah, you're making this. I'll up. let you know when it's better. <laughs> you can tell. I feel like I've definitely felt people's stomachs when their yeah babies move around. Like you can, you can tell. I think like in a couple more weeks when the baby's a little bit bigger, it'll be more noticeable. Because yeah. right now, I believe. Well, last time I checked, the baby was like maybe like thirteen inches long. And weighed like a oh, pound, so probably up to like a pound and a half now. So, wait, thirteen inches? Yeah. What? I know. Isn't that weird? That's like that big. Okay, if that's like three feet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, okay. Yeah, like, like that. that's like yeah. that big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's like that. That's pretty big yeah, already. Yeah. I think that's what they said. I'm I don't not, know. Maybe I'm making that up, but I think that's no, what that, they said. I mean, that seems right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know anything about anything. Whatever. We'll see. <laughs> but I did get, I did get little baby something very funny today. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. <laughs> oh my God. And I addressed it to baby. To baby. <laughs> to baby. Um, but dude, these pregnancy hormones, I cannot oh, handle no. it. It's like, like, obviously I'm already an emotional, I guess this will bring me into the brink of tears. So tell me why, 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 why do you cry? Tell me why, why, why do you cry? Um, obviously I'm already baseline a super emotional person, hence the brink of tear segment on this podcast. Yeah. Like it does prior to pregnancy, it did not take much to make me cry, like at all. Oh. But now it's even it's like ten times worse. And now it's like if something makes me cry, no matter how small or insignificant it is. I'm crying for the rest of the day. <laughs> like, the tears, Aww. like, are automatic. They just, I won't even be thinking about it. It just, like, starts out of nowhere. No. So I was at my mom's house over the weekend, and we were just, like, talking about, like, details about the baby shower. And, yeah. um, like, I'm a very introverted person, like, on the introversion, extroversion scale. I don't even know if I have an ounce of extroversion in me. I'm all the way on the introversion side. And I, like, coupled with pretty much having social anxiety. And I was at my mom's house. We were talking about the shower. And, like, I just started crying. And I was just like, I just don't want to even have the shower. I don't want to, like, be around people, like, all day and, like, have to interact and talk to people. And I just, like, start crying at her kitchen table. And my mom was like, she's like, oh, I know. She's like, you're not like, you never liked being around people. And she was like, "Um, it's not all day. It's just like a couple of hours. It's true. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, but then like I have to talk to them. And like, what if they want to do stuff after? And I don't know, like maybe COVID will get so bad that I can cancel. Oh, my And she was like, well, you you can still cancel it if you want. I'm like, no, I can't. We already put the deposit down. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> oh, 
Well, can't you just maybe, like, make the guest list a little smaller? No, because, like, everyone that I'm inviting is, like, like, half has to be invited. Yeah, yeah. And my mom said, wait, you could cancel and just do, like, you know, your friends and, like, me and grandma. I'm like, no, like, everyone has to go. I have to be invited. (laughs) And so, like, I was crying and then, like, it just, like, wouldn't stop. And then, like, my sister came downstairs and she's, like, laughing at me. And my mom's like, you were always emotional. Now, like, the hormones from your pregnancy. I'm like, I know. And so then, like, I finally, like, got it together and stopped crying. And we went out shopping and we were going to go check out at at the store. I started crying again in the checkout. (laughs) (laughs) And my sister's laughing at me. I'm like, stop it. It's not funny. It just won't. It's like an automatic trigger. It just keeps going. And my oh. my mom was like, how does Eric deal with this? I'm like, he's used to it. He does it all the time. <laughs> it's like so bad. That sucks. I know. If I don't cry during the day, like I'm good for the day. But like as soon as the tears start, they don't <laughs> stop. <laughs> That really sucks. <laughs> and it, like, sucks, like, if I'm, like, at work at my desk just crying for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh. they, they walk walk into your office like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and, like, most of my office doesn't even know I'm pregnant, so they just probably walk in on me crying. <laughs> oh, my God. Having an office, though, I miss it so much, like, having your own office, because you could just be like... <laughs> crying for like get a little cry out in the middle of the day and oh, nobody yeah. would and even... i keep my door closed at all times like no one knows what's going yeah. on in there <laughs> <laughs> just crying oh god but uh yeah i'm that'll be nice um you know once the baby's here to just go back to my normal high emotion as opposed to a supersonic emotional state <laughs> supersonic <laughs> and now i'm like nervous my social anxiety about this uh baby shower Cause I'm like, oh my god, what if I start crying at the baby shower? And like... I think I think people will understand you know, if you cry at the baby shower. But then I was thinking about this. I was like, if this like uh, isn't telling, like I don't know what is that I so do not want to have a wedding or like anything that you might hate that. I I really think I will. We were talking about it over the weekend, and we're like creeping more towards just like going to the courthouse because i just cannot yeah the idea of having to do that is just like too too much for me i feel that i'm gonna be exhausted every i think anyone who has a wedding is exhausted yeah but you i feel like you and cliff are made for like that type of setting cliff cliff more so than me like i'm i'm pretty good for the most part but i definitely have a point where i'm like done oh no yeah like you know what i mean yeah but i think i think it'll be a lot of fun it's it's just you have to have like the right mindset and personality like going into it because i i'm fine going to other people's events and like celebrating them but like (laughs) even like as a kid like i didn't have like i didn't want like a sweet 16 i didn't want a graduation party like i didn't even want to go to my own graduation for college or grad school like my mom made me go like Anything where the attention is on me makes me want to vomit. <laughs> That's me. Well, I mean, maybe a wedding's not a good idea. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Probably not. If, if I can't you even handle vomit. a baby shower, I really don't think I'd be able to handle a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> We'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You're doing great. It's fine. You're doing great, sweetie. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, but enough, enough about me, I guess. <laughs> I, I, got, I cried like every day last week because of my car. I have no other reason for it. I just cried because of my car. Well, that's reason enough. Whenever, I, whenever something bad happens, I always take it so personally to myself. Why? <laughs> I'm like, well, Marissa, maybe if you weren't such an idiot, you'd get your car, you'd check, your car would be better, you weren't a bad, you're 
you're a bad person. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just bad. It's so bad. I'm just, it's your fault because you're bad. Like, oh my God. It's some probably something with like being a Catholic. Like, <laughs> yeah, you have that Catholic it's guilt. <laughs> everything that I'm like, no, you are a piece of shit. So, so that, that was a, so yeah, just a lot of crying about that. Nothing. It's okay. Okay, we made nothing new. We made it through another week, so more tears oh, for God. the week coming up, probably. I'm sure. Tear <laughs> up. I'm just hoping they don't tell me I'm going blind tomorrow. That would be pretty awful. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm pretty fingers sure, crossed. like my fing- fingers crossed. I'm pretty sure, like I, my grandpa or something has that had that macular degeneration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, well, here we go. See, I think eye stuff is very, I mean, I have no fucking clue. I think macular degeneration might have some genetic component to it. But the one time I was talking to my doctor, my eye doctor, about my my eyes, because no one in my family has vision issues. Like, everyone's fine. I have, like, the worst vision, and I have holes in my retinas. And my... (sighs) Doctor, I said, like, no one in my family has this. Like, everyone else is fine. She's like, yeah, that doesn't really have anything to do with, like, genetics. It's just, like, your eyes. Oh. And I'm like, oh, well, just lucky me, I guess. Great. So you have glaucoma. Thanks. I have, my my retinas can possibly detach one day, so it's it's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the, the what's going on Ugh. in those eyeballs. Go, well, if you go blind, I go blind. <laughs> if we go blind together, baby. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I have a re- I have a shorty again this episode. I think mine may also be a shorty. It's a cutie. Shorty but so. a cutie. But um, before we do that, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Yes. So as you know, our sponsor is Hair by Escandalo and the other side. And Hair by Escandalo is a salon on the south side of Bethlehem that caters to laid-back and fun people who want to have the best hair in town. Next door is The Other Side. It's a boutique and a full-service spa. The spa is run by Cassie, who's an esthetician of over six years. Um, she loves doing facials, microblading, dermaplaning, lash and brow tinting, and she offers full-body waxing and doesn't gender any of her services. You can schedule an appointment by visiting them on Instagram at Escandalo Hair or at Escandalo.TheOtherSide or by visiting their website EscandaloHair.com. And if you're a new client, you can schedule a COVID-safe virtual consultation. Thanks, Escandalo. Thanks, Escandalo. So this topic, so I was like, I want to do something fun. A little bit more lighthearted, and it still ends in cannibalism. Great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't even do it on purpose. Still, I was like, "Oh, good, she has like a cute, like um, lighthearted one." Because mine's like kind of dark, but apparently yours has cannibalism in it. So never mind. <laughs> yeah, mine I thought it was cute, and then I got into it, and I'm like, mm, "Well." Yeah, here we go. Here we go. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, I always tell Shayna because she doesn't celebrate Christmas. Lucky. So I'm always giving her these little characters <laughs> that I hear about. And I'm like, maybe you can celebrate this character. And she's <laughs> like, mm, maybe not this one. Yeah, I feel like all of the um, Christmas characters we've talked about have been very dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this one's a little Christmas one, but also a little history lesson, too, about something that I didn't know about. Hmm. So I did mine on the legend of the Christmas Scarecrow. I think I, Hans- s- I saw this, like, going, trying to, when I was trying to find a topic. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't read about it, though, so I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the legend of the Christmas Scarecrow all otherwise known as Hans Trap. Hans Trap. Is Hans Trap. Is well known in the French regions of Alsace and Lorraine. 
And Hans Trapp, according to legend, was just a right, just a man, but not a nice man. Um, he lived in the 1400s. He was really rich, really powerful, and people in Alsace were horrified of him because he was such a douchebag. Um, he had like a real, a true thirst for power, mm-hmm. and to get, he wanted power and money. And to get more of that, he actually turned to deals with the devil to enhance his power and his status. That's how you do it. It's the only way. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I need to start doing. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, just deal with the devil. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. JK, JK. All the J- just kidding. Um. So because of this, he was actually brought in front of the pope which is like if you don't know the pope's like the head of the catholic church mm-hmm. and um they excommunicated hans oh damn from the church which is pretty pretty big it's deal pretty severe yeah um he was excommunicated on the grounds of like his satanism and demonolatry demonolatry oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so but he returned back to his home after this in france and he discovered that his land and property were confiscated from him and he was left without a single penny so i'd be better hans moved i me too hans moved to the mountains of geisberg in bavaria germany where he can well it says moved but like another story i was saying was that he was shunned there I'm not really sure. Okay, okay. Um, but he constructed a makeshift home of sticks for himself. A lot of, like, the old pictures, he has, like, sticks. So I feel like that's, I don't know. He's just carrying just, a lot of sticks. Like, just cl- collect like sticks. Like twigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a little puppy. A little puppy dog. <laughs> so because he had made deals with the devil, he was not a good guy. And he just, like, kind of brewed in his evil ways, even without, like, his wealth. But he was in isolation for so long, he started to get a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his craziness drove him to develop a taste for human flesh. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it could have gone, oh, gone so many ways, but he chose human flesh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> to acquire flesh, such flesh, <laughs> Trap disguised himself as a scarecrow on the side of the road. Oh, all those sticks would come in handy then. Yeah. Okay. He, put, he shoved, like, straw down his shirt okay. and then some sticks. <laughs> How convenient. And he was like, I'm going to do this to lure in some, some weary travelers. Oh. So the legend has it that a little boy... Uh, I think he was like a little shepherd boy or something. He's around ten, and he happened across he happened across Hans Trapp's path one day, and Trapp stabbed the poor boy with a vicious sharp stick. <laughs> he he carried his. <laughs> I mean, how sharp can the stick be? I guess like a spear. I guess. Yeah. Maybe he got a bad splinter and then developed an infection. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get it. Didn't have his oh. tetanus shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, tra- Hans carried the boy's body back to his home in the mountains, and there he. He sliced up the body and he roasted it. <laughs> um, but before he could eat the boy's body, he was struck by a lightning bolt. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's quite quite a story. Well, I love so, a lot like, of information because was... I first I thought he you know he had the taste for human flesh. I didn't think that he would roast it because I would think he would want the organic raw. Yeah. But he roasted it, but then he couldn't eat it because he got struck by lightning. 
never actually ate any of God it. God damn, what a waste. What a waste. <laughs> yeah, God struck him with a lightning bolt for being such a bad person. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why God waited till after he murdered the boy. God was like, really like, is he going to do fuck? it? Is he going to do it? <laughs> So, as I'm sure you can guess, today, well, maybe not today, I don't know, I'm not <laughs> from France, so I don't think anybody listens from France, but if you do, tell I'll us. I'll have to ask the- Kristen's fiancé, because he's from France, oh, yes. ask JB. He'd probably be like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> I'm gonna about? I'm going to text him afterwards. Please I do. <laughs> um, so, naughty children are warned that... Han's trapped spirit lingers on, and at, at Christmas time, he may visit them in his scarecrow disguise if they don't mend their ways. Oh my god, so like, go to confession? No, no like, just if they're bad, oh. they have to be good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay, here's the thing. I'm not 100% sure why this is a Christmas story. <laughs> I was gonna ask, like, how did the Christmas <laughs> fall into here? But it is. He's the Christmas <laughs> scarecrow. I don't. I don't know. It makes sense because like uh, all of those, like what other time of the year do you, can you threaten children to be good besides Christmas time? Yeah, like, true. <laughs> I believe he's like um, in in like France and stuff. He is accompanies Santa Claus sometimes. Like he's part of the crew. He, yeah, he hangs out with Santa. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know. So the story itself is like whatever, pretty interesting, but it's actually based on a real person in history. Oh god. <laughs> terrifying. Hans von Trotha. Um so Hans von Trotha was a German knight and he was a marshal of the Palatinate. Um he was a chevalier d'or. Door in 1480. So Hans, he commanded two castles in the Palatine, which is like France and Germany, um, the territory. But he got into an argument with the church, the Catholic church, over the property in one of the territories. So Hans created a dam um, which stopped the water supply from the Weislauder River to the village below. So people didn't have any water. Mm. Um, so the abbot, which is like a, the head of a monastery. Yeah. Um, he complained and then they tore, Hans tore the dam down, which flooded the village <laughs> and it caused like a massive economic damage. Ooh. So, the abbot went to the emperor, who couldn't get Hans to stop, and then the abbot went to the Vatican. So, the pope summoned Hans to be questioned about his loyalty to the church. Hans declined and wrote a letter telling, wrote a letter accusing the pope of doing bad things. Oh, it just says immorality is what I could find. So I'm guessing it's probably like sex. <laughs> um, so he was Hans was excommunicated and he had an imperial ban upon him by the emperor after his excommunication. Okay. Um, so but even though he was excommunicated, he did pretty OK for himself. He was in the French royal court. He was given the Chevalier d'Or title. Which is like a, okay, I can only find articles in French about what a chevalier d'or is. Mm -hmm. My French is not the best, but I think it's like a religious title. Okay. It's like a divine protector. Oh, okay. Um, I think, I'm not totally sure. I'm not, it's been a while. Um, but... Oh, yeah, he was made this by King Louis the... Or XII. 
so, but on his deathbed, all charges against him were reversed and forgiven. But his notoriety lives on today. And not only in Hans Trap, and not only in the story of Hans Trap. So local legends also referred to Hans von Trotha as the Black Knight, a formidable specter that was also said to accompany Santa Claus and punish children who weren't worthy of gifts. Mm. So Santa Claus gave them gifts and then the Black Knight took, punished them. So, yeah. So the appearance of, of Hans Trap is basically, it's kind of like Santa in a way. He has a white beard, he has a pointy hat, and a rod. But there's a little poem Aww. about him. It's a German poem, so the translation's not super good. How is it, why is it German if he's from France? Because it's like <laughs> the German-French thing. They really, really crossed yeah, over. Right. So I'm going to read the little poem. Okay, so he's, look, there comes Hans Trapp. He has a nice pointed hat and a beard white like a roan. He comes from the beautiful starry sky and brings children a rod who do not do singing and praying. Look, Hans Trapp, we are so small and good and obedient at home. Shouldn't come with your stick because we can sing and pray too. Oh. Okay, but they're like, don't beat us. <laughs> don't beat us, we're good. <laughs> But so I I was reading this one article and I found this <laughs> this quote and I'll end it with this. He, it just says, "While Santa delivers presents and gifts, Hans Trap delivers beatings." <laughs> <laughs> not only do you not get presents, you also get a beating. <laughs> <laughs> you get beat or eaten <laughs> or eaten. So that's the little legend of Hans Trap. Well, the now I want to scarecrow. Put, like when we buy a house, I want to put a Christmas scarecrow out for Christmas, so no one can understand the reference. I'll be like, what? Is like, this? Why is there a scarecrow out in December? Psychopath. <laughs> yeah. So that's Hans Trap. Cute. <laughs> Cute. So Shayna did not want to do this Christmas tradition either. No, she was she wasn't too into this one. <laughs> she liked the little the little guys. Remember the little the, guys we talked about last year? The Yule lads. Yeah, she liked they those. They were cute. They were cute. They are they're cute. Oh gosh. But yeah, it's a little shorty. There's a lot of a lot of Christmas villains though. Have you noticed this? Yeah, I try to. Um, fine well i didn't try that hard but all of the christmas folklores i found were all very uh like brutal and dark <laughs> like there's there's yeah. no really any cute ones no besides like santa and that's it. yeah yeah everything else was very much like punishing children and beating them and yeah. murdering them and sweating <laughs> their bellies like. merry christmas <laughs> oh man so that's my little one. Thanks, friend. You're welcome. Okay. Um, so I have a true crime story mm. for you. Um, my notes are like like all over the place, so you're gonna have to bear with me as I go through them because I did not revise them as I after I did them. <clears throat> so um, the sources I used for this, I used Murderpedia. I used this weird website called murdermurder.new. I don't know. Mm. May not be fully um, accurate. I don't know. And then I also use a local news um, station, whio.com. So we are going to Christmas Eve, 1992. Mm. I was still a little baby in Ukraine. Oh. <laughs> Um, so there are a group of teenagers in Dayton, Ohio, and they're, like, a rough crowd a little bit. Well, I guess a lot once yeah. we hear the story, but, um, <laughs> they refer to themselves as the downtown posse. Oh. So they got together on Christmas Eve 1992, and 
they ended up carrying out what was known to be the bloodiest killing spree in Dayton, Ohio's history. Jeez. So the group started out with Laura Taylor, who was 16, her boyfriend, Marvelous Keen, who was 19, and 20-year-old Heather Nicole Matthews. So from what I understand, they kind of, the group, um didn't really have like good family connections and they just like kind of stuck together and they kind of just wanted to cause trouble and like they were bored basically they were always like getting in trouble yeah so laura um she said to the group let's get some drama in our lives oh no so when i you know i love me some drama from afar as an observer but this is not the type of drama that i welcome into my life Mm. So, they go and start causing trouble. So, the girls, Laura and Heather, they go to, um, they approach this man called, his name was Jess, Joseph Wilkerson, and they lure him in, try and be like, oh, like, let's, like, go have sex and, like, mm. do, like, a little ploy with him. He was 34 years old. Um, they lured him in and... They shot and killed him. Mm. Then, after they shot and killed him in, in his home, they stayed in his house, the three of them, so Laura, Heather, and the boyfriend, Marvelous, and they partied in his house for the next three days as his body was just there in the house. What the fuck? They ate his food, they drove his cars, and he just laid in bed dead. Oh, my God. Um, They also, like, in the meantime, like, they would, like, rob his house, take stuff away from him, like, just using his house as a party pad. So, after that killing, then the three of them, they picked up um, Heather's 17-year-old boyfriend, Demarcus Maurice Smith, and they just started driving into downtown Dayton, um, looking for their next adventure. And they came across Danita Gallette. She was uh, 18 years old and at a, pay, at a payphone just making a phone call. And they went up and they shot her five times as she was using the oh phone. Oh, my God. Um, they stole her coat, her shoes, her backpack, and she literally only had 50 cents on her. Oh. Um... The, obviously, police were called, and um, she was taken to the hospital, but she was pronounced dead at the hospital. Um, then, um, they went and they found Heather's ex-boyfriend, Jeffrey Wright. So, they found Jeffrey Wright. So, then Heather's current boyfriend, the one that they picked up, Demarcus, he went and he shot Jeffrey, he shot Jeffrey four times in the legs, but Jeffrey was able to escape and go to a neighbor's house to get help. Whoa. Um, now, then the on Christmas Day, um, the pl- police end up finding the body of a man named Richard Maddox, who was 19 years old. They found his body in a car, and he was shot in the head. Whoa. Now, at this point, like, the police don't know that all of these murders are connected, because these are just kind of, like, random yeah. people. But once they found Richard Maddox, they started, like, trying to put things together, and they found out that Richard Maddox was actually a former boyfriend of Laura Taylor. Mm. So, I don't know, like, these, like, teenage girls have, like, vendettas against their, like, ex-boyfriends. I guess. I don't know. Um, so what happened with Richard Maddox was Taylor, or Laura Taylor met up with him, and they drove together... While um, the other, the other people, Keen, Smith, and Matthews, drove behind them, and then Richard Maddox started getting like suspicious. He's like, "Look, what is all going on here?" And when she realized that he was getting suspicious, she shot him in the head. Holy shit! Um, December twenty sixth, they went to the group and they robbed a mini mart, the Shortstop Mini Mart, which is like a small family owned business. Um, they shot the clerk, Sarah Abraham. 
Um, a bystander in the store was also shot in the hand and stomach, but uh, he survived. Um, Sarah Abraham ended up dying. Um, she had two gun sh- gunshots to the head. Um, she died five, day- five days later. They only got $44 from the store after they robbed it. Wow. Um, and then the group went and they found two more victims, Wendy Cottrell, who was 16, and Marvin Washington, who was 18. Um, they, let me see if I have it here. Um, they ended up, I don't know how they were connected to these people. I They may have been just random people, but they executed them and dumped their bodies at a city-owned gravel dump. What the hell? Um, their bodies were actually not found for... Um, a couple of days and they body the only reason the bodies were found was because later on after the group gets um taken into custody um they actually tell the police like oh there's two more bodies that you have to find like so the police wouldn't even found them if they didn't say anything about it um oh that's what it is they killed them because they knew them and they thought they the, the two people were going to tell the police on them, so they knew about some of their criminal activity, and so they were just trying to stay out of trouble, so they killed the two of them, so they'd be no, they wouldn't have any snitches. Wow. Um, so when um, all this was happening, like I said, like the police didn't really at first realize that they were connected, and they said it was super hard to figure out what was going on because this seemed to be like a stranger on stranger crime. So like, where do you even start with that? Usually if it's a murder, you go to relatives, like love interest, whatever, but they had no fucking idea who was doing all of this. The way they got caught was that on December 26th, former Dayton police sergeant John Huber spotted a stolen car on Cumler Avenue. Um, so he pulled the car over just because it was a stolen vehicle and mm-hmm. in the car were the downtown posse and Ugh. he didn't realize that they were like these killers but he said when they pulled them over they all put their hands up um <gasps> and um the cop huber he said that later on he found out that laura taylor told marvelous to shoot the cop but marvelous Whoa. wouldn't shoot the cop so they were, like, trying to go, like, all out on this. Um, so they, there wasn't a whole lot of information about, like, their trial or, like, their confessions or anything. But, like, from my assertion of all of this was it seems like there's, because there were so many people involved, like, people just confessed and they were able to, like, put the story together. Like, I don't think they tried really hard to, like, cover for each other. Um, yeah. Like, I don't... Which it seems like they would, like, they don't seem yeah. super smart. No. And they're all... They're, or nice. They're all, like, fucking kids, too. Like... Yeah. I, and also this, I don't think this was, like, a well-thought-out crime. Like, it was just spree killings mm-hmm. because they were fucking bored, really. Um, but they were all arrested, um, and there were... Actually, I couldn't find really any information about the trial. I think, like, Marvelous, he pled guilty. I don't really know what happened with the trials of the other ones or if there even were any trials or they just went, they pled guilty and went to sentencing. Taylor and Heather Matthews, so the two girls, um, they are serving life sentences um, at the Ohio Reformatory for Women in Marysville. Uh, Smith is serving a life sentence at the Mansfield Correctional Institute. Marvelous Keen... Um, this is the only one that I really was able to find more information about, um, and I'll tell you why. So his, he was 19 at the time, um, that these crimes took place and his lawyers said that the reason that he partially, partially the reason why he did this was because he was very despondent over the shooting death of his brother a year earlier. Are you serious? <clears throat> yeah. Um, he also said that he recently had a falling out with his dad, so that made him also be very emotional. And I was like, that doesn't mean that you that go make out you and kill, kill people. <laughs> no. Um, but he ended up waiving 
a jury trial and he was tried by a three-judge panel and they found him guilty on all counts, obviously. Good. And he was actually executed via lethal injection at the Southern oh, Ohio shit. Correctional Facility on July 1st, 2009. Um, he, um, I do have the order of his last meal. Um, oh. I, I always find, like, last meals to be very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he ordered a porterhouse steak with A1 sauce, a pound mm. of jumbo fried shrimp with cocktail sauce, french fries and onion rings with ketchup, dinner rolls and butter, two plums, a mango, oh a pound of seedless white grapes, German chocolate cake, two bottles of Pepsi, yeah. and two bottles of A&W cream soda. Wow. <laughs> That's a big meal. I think um, some states now, you can't order whatever you want, like, because of the money. Like, you, you kind of just get whatever you get, really, for your last meal. Or, like, there's a limit to how much you can get. I feel like... Maybe this is, like, heartless, but I feel like, do they really, like, deserve that? I don't know. I feel like, I, I maybe because I'm very food-driven. It's like, hard. If I was on death row, I hope that I would get a last meal of my choosing. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope to never be on death row. Yeah, I think that maybe we have better decision-making skills that we wouldn't end up on death row so we can eat whatever we want. Yeah, at any time that I want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you don't have to wait till you kill someone to even get the meal you'd like. Oh, yeah, I can just order it now. Yeah, you could probably just order it. Like, I don't know. The, the last meal thing, like, I do think it's pretty interesting to see. But, like, yeah. it also feels like if that was my, like, loved one that someone murdered, I'd be like, fuck them. Like, true, them, like, true. Like, whatever. But what would you get for your last meal? Okay, I've thought about this several times over my life. And yeah. <laughs> I definitely would get, like, fresh sushi. Um, a variety of fresh, fresh sushi. Um, I would also get like a cheesecake. I love me a cheesecake with like cherries. Um, definitely get like a red, I don't know if you can have alcohol in your last meal. But red wine would be my last meal. It would definitely be my last meal. Absolutely. Um, but see all the food I want is like from restaurants. I don't know if like they're allowed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'd also order like, um, there's like this one salad that I really like that has um, buffalo shrimp on it, so I'd get that Ooh. as well. Um, definitely French fries. I haven't decided what restaurant yes. though. I love French fries. Oh, and like Lay's kettle chips. I get the. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, and some fruit. I I love like pretty much all fruit, but I'm like, really into pineapple right now, and mango. I, I think it, it wouldn't be a meal. I think it'd just be an assortment of food. A bunch of snacks. Yeah, or like, like yeah. mashed potatoes. Like if my mom mm. was still alive, I'd have her make food to bring me into the jail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'd need like homemade food. What would you order or get? Um, I would probably definitely get pizza. Oh, yeah. Pizza. Um, Some red wine. Mm-hmm. Probably a Diet Coke. Mm-hmm birthday cake ice cream mm-hmm. um i don't know i think that would be it like i think i would be pretty okay with that <laughs> it's your last meal are I'm you sure si- you're okay <laughs> i'm a simple girl <laughs> and then but then i'm like oh, i wonder like if you can if they would limit how much you're eating because they're like listen like you we gotta wrap this up you can't spend like four hours eating your last meal <laughs> <laughs> You just keep ordering food <laughs> yeah. so that you don't die. So I, I don't know if like you can, there's like a limit. Because I feel like most executions happen at midnight. So yeah. I feel like you have to order an amount that you can eat within a certain time frame. Well, I have some disordered eating habits, so I can eat a lot. <laughs> Same. So. And then I, I wonder like if, quite a bit. if they like 
because when you die, like, like, your bowels expel. Yeah. So, do they want to clean that up? Like, I don't, I don't know how, how it all works. You know. You, oh my God! Can you imagine <laughs> if you, if you had your last meal, but you can only take, you had to take your last shit <laughs> before, and it was. It was one of those shits that it doesn't come out all the way and it gets no! stuck in your butthole. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Wait, so like you have a, you have a like, shit in your butthole as you die? <laughs> Maybe not as you die. But like you can only take one final poop and the final poop that you take is like a bad poop. It's not even a not good one. Not satisfying. Not a satisfying poop. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> kill me you like eat all this food and then go take a shit and then go die and then go- <laughs> oh so gross. but um last thing on this case <laughs> um heather matthews ended up doing a, an, a prison interview in 2000 about obviously the crime spree and they asked her, like, why she did it. And really, the only reason she gave was that she wanted to be like everyone else in the downtown downtown posse. And she's like, I just wanted to do what mm. they were doing. Um, one of the detectives on the case said that, obviously, the crime spree is, like, horrible. But he said, like, really? Like, I think they all deserve to be in jail. Like, because I think once they started the killings, they all had the ability to stop and they were all end up being mm-hmm. willing participants and they just continued going on with the crime spree so he's like yeah. basically like fuck them like they deserve what they they get which i kind of agree um i totally agree it's hard when you're talking about like teenagers or like young adults because like their brains are not fully developed but like i feel like most teenagers also don't commit murder so mm-hmm. i yeah i think that even if your brain's not fully developed you know not to kill You make people. stupid choices about, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, teenage stuff. Hooking up with someone or something. Yeah. Like, you don't make a choice of murdering people. Yeah. There is a book about the crime spree. I am a horrible researcher, so I got to write down the name. But there is a, a book about it. And if you just Google Christmas killing spree in Dayton, Ohio, it'll come up. But... Um, surprisingly, like, usually these more spree killings type of situations, there's usually, like, a good, like, Wikipedia article or something about it, but I couldn't find too much information, and I think it's because it was so senseless and unplanned that they were, like, these teenagers went around and killed all these people, and that's that's it. it. Yeah, but that's the, um, Christmas killing spree of 1992 from Dayton, Ohio. Wow. They definitely would be beaten by the scarecrow. So, yo, the scarecrow would chop them up and eat them. <laughs> that would be the and scarecrow's for good last reason. meal. That would. Be... <laughs> I bet he would have a great poop. <laughs> great, great straw poop. <laughs> <laughs> My people are gonna be like, please don't ever do an episode late at night again. <laughs> I'm getting wacky here. Getting a little weird at late. Oh, God. Okay. So, um, how many more weeks of uh, holiday month do we have? One, two, three. We have, we have a while. We, we end, may end up, like, skipping, like, Christmas. Well, actually, Christmas is on the weekend this year. We'll see. If there are any holiday Christmas episode topics that anyone would like us to cover, please let us know. Yeah. There's... A strike. They're strikingly less than you would think. I think we covered a lot of them throughout throughout the last hundred twenty some episodes. Yeah, there were, when I was researching uh, Christmas crimes, there was you know some kind of like listopedia, and then it was like a pat a child pageant queen is murdered. I was like another I one, know. and I'm like oh it's child- <laughs> what. <laughs> I saw the exact same one because I'm like, wait, that's at Christmas? <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> We're smart. And like the ones we already covered, like the Sodder Children, we covered them. That was a good one. Yeah, that's like the biggest Christmas one. Yeah, yeah. Besides JonBenet. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. So 
Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Email us at whatdoweknowpod at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week. Bye.